C-I-E-R. You're listening to CITR FM 102, Cable 102, Vancouver, British Columbia, Canada. And it's time right now for the Nardwar, the human serviette radio show. We just heard from 1985, Poor, Poor, Pitiful Me by SNFU. And sadly, Chai Pig from SNFU passed away a couple days ago at the age of 57. I wanted to dedicate this segment of my show to Chai Pig. I'm going to play an interview I did with Chai Pig from 2005, June the 24th, dedicated to him. But right now, I'd like to bring in Roger Allen. And Roger has been on the show. Well, actually, let's begin with saying, who are you, Roger Allen? Who am I? I'm, uh, I'm Roger Allen, for sure. And also, I'm someone who's remained in Vancouver all my life, so I'm one of the few, and I remember all my 80s days. And you've been on the Nardwarta Human Serviette show 52 times. Yeah, <laughs> something like 52 times. Yeah, I'm, uh, I'm, uh, I've maybe got too much to say, I guess. I don't know. And pretty much every time you've played SNFU on the Nardwar show, like every punk show you've done, SNFU has been played. In fact, the song we played off the top, Poor, Poor, Pitiful Me, we have played during one of our shows. And that was from the It Came From The Pit compilation from 1985. Poor, Poor, 
pitiful me. You were saying, Roger, about SNFU, you've played them pretty much every punk show. What is your relationship with Chai Pig and SNFU? Um, I, re- well, I wouldn't say I have a relationship with uh, Chai Pig. I don't think I've, I never formally met him. I used to see him all the time hanging out. Um, when I worked downtown, he would sit out front of uh, Pub, what was the 340. Pub? Yeah, Pub 340. And he, he seemed to be a, a fixture there. Uh, but I mean, I mean, for me and my me discovering music that spoke to me, I mean, I remember uh, my friend Jason, he had an SNFU shirt in 1985. It had a Pied Piper type graphic on the back. I remember I asked him about the band. He lent me uh, the LP and no one else wanted to play. And I like immediately loved the youthful quality, the Chai's voice and the energy of the band. And, you know, and back then, the only thing you really had to go by um, judging, create your image of a band really was the album. And like maybe there were some liner notes. And uh, I didn't know that was a Diane Arbus photo on the cover of that album. Uh, that kid with the hand grenade uh, was really interesting. And you just, you, you create, I created a whole mythology about like, well, who are these guys? And back then I was maybe like 13 or whatever. And even if someone said, they're from Alberta. I really had no concept of, I knew that wasn't, I knew that was in Canada, but I, they just seemed like a big band. They had a big sound and they're great. You know, that the, there was the album cover. And then shortly after that, I got a t-shirt, the one, the, the one with the big uh, graphic of the sort of screaming character on it, breaking the chains. And that, that was very powerful too. They, they just kind of had a, a really interesting mythology even back uh, way back then. And you were saying that you actually didn't make it to this gig. Of course, people can't see this gig. What is this gig that I'm showing you right now? The handbill off. What is this gig? And what is your relationship to this gig? Yeah, it's, it's pretty interesting because that's the show that my friend Jason had gone to. And he bought that T-shirt at when he was, uh, he said he was 12 years old. And, and yeah. for people that can't see it, what is the show? CITR and Cat Productions present. Yeah, at the UBC sub ballroom, uh, Death Sentence, No Means No, and SNFU. And I, there's actually photos of this show. I, um, there's a Vancouver Punk uh, Facebook page. There's actual photos of this show, and it looks amazing. They're amazing photos. Uh, the band is, is it's like Chai is in the air and the band looks like they're really into it. Um, they're great pictures. And my, and again, my, as I said, my friend Jason was at this show. Uh, he was only 12. And he, he said that Chai called him up on stage and sang a, a, an entire song to him. Um, he bought a shirt, which is the shirt I saw. He bought a back patch. Uh, he says it was a fantastic show and one of the best he has ever seen. And that, you know, this is in 1985 and Jason, just a few years ago was a singer in a band called Ape War. So he's, he's never lost that influence as he was, uh, you know, he was an intense singer in that band as well. It does say on the handbill as well, refreshments available, bring ID, but all ages are welcome. So Jason being a 12 year old, it was legit for him to be there. Yeah. I think, I think, what I, I mean, years later when I saw Mud Honey at the UBC sub ballroom, I think they had a bar area. And I, I was underage. I was able to get in, but I think they had like a kind of like a beer garden or something going on at these shows. Yes, adjacent to the sub ballroom, there was the UBC sub party room, and refreshments could be sold in that room. You couldn't actually sell refreshments in the room that the gig was happening, but you could sell them in the room nearby. That was the UBC pa- sub party room, and that was actually the referring the handbill again is SNFU, no means no. Death Sentence, Bill of Rights, Little Radskulls, Kerb Elevo, Friday, November 29th, 1985 at the UBC Sub Ball Room. And headlined by Chai Pig and SNFU. And that's amazing that they took Jason on stage, that Chai took Jason on stage. Yeah. What, one, one thing he mentioned that I can't verify because I've asked a bunch of people and no one remembers it, but he remembers Chai wearing a chicken costume on stage. <laughs> During that song, I, I've asked a few other people who are at that show, and they don't remember that. They remember a Santa Claus costume, but they don't remember a chicken costume. Maybe 19- somebody else was there. 
1985 was an important year, I think, for SNFU, at least what I remember of SNFU, like, I remember they could tour down the coast and draw like a thousand kids in every city they went to, whether it be like Tucson, Arizona, or San Jose, or Seattle. Tons of kids went out for them. What would you say, Roger, SNFU's influence was on different bands? Like in 1985, they were the shit. They were the punk band, weren't they, pretty much? Yeah, like they're... Like, uh, sort of like what I said earlier, they just seem like a big band. They seem like a Dead Kennedys or a uh, UK Subhumans or Vancouver Subhumans. Or they, but they, they don't seem to really get name-checked or, like, I don't hear, um, you know, things like that hardcore documentary and that kind of thing. Like, I, I don't really remember them talking about the Subhumans or really even Alberta in general. Uh, other bands like Beyond Possession and that kind of thing don't seem to get named. And they're, they're both absolutely amazing bands and really talented musicians to go along with such an amazing charismatic frontman. And Roger, you also brought out the CITR, some stuff that people can't see, but what would you like to tell the people about SNFU? You have some tidbits. You always bring tidbits, information out there, <laughs> different artifacts. Right. What can you explain to the people right now what, they're, what they would see? Well, I'm holding up to the microphone of my laptop in my bedroom, uh, this issue of Suburban Assault uh, Zine, which was out of North Delta, British Columbia, which uh, I, I picked up one uh, night at Kennedy Hall, which was a, a venue out in Surrey, probably seeing Deoxin or Fracture Side, that kind of thing. And uh, in it, they have an interview with SNFU, and there's a photo of uh, the album and no one else wanted to play. And one of the questions in here, which I thought was interesting, was um, the, uh, the interviewee asks, uh, how did you come up with the name of uh, the album, You Will Catch No Fish If You Swear? Is that what it's called? If You Swear You Will Catch No Fish? Um, and they say, uh, a fortune cookie. They opened up a fortune cookie, and that's what it said, which I thought was kind of funny. And uh, it also has some really terrible images of uh, SNFU, which have been, look like they've been photocopied a hundred times. You cannot make out anything except one image. It looks like Chai Pig is standing on his head and he's still singing, which I thought was, was, was pretty cool. Uh, he was uh, very energetic, wasn't he? Like Chai, you mentioned about him dressing up. He was really energetic, always jumping on. He was the best. Yeah, he, I mean, he has an, an amazing, you'd think he was, he would have been an amazing athlete. Maybe he was, I'm not sure, but like, there's certainly a, number, a million photos of him four or five feet off the ground, uh, shirt off, hair flying. Uh, you know, you couldn't, you couldn't ask for a more dedicated um, singer. And I always found it interesting, sort of based on his lifestyle, he seemed to really enjoy um, kind of being, uh, not, not having like maybe a, a place to call a permanent home, I guess would be a way of saying it, that they were still touring Europe and Australia and that it seems like just a few years ago they were in the UK or Europe um, so yeah it, you, you know I think he was like a guy who loved he must have loved to do what he was doing and he, he never gave up despite you know living I think a pretty hard life you sent me a link of him from 1988 on off the record from TSN yeah. <laughs> That's an amazing show. It's like the host, Michael Lansbury or whatever, and like a couple people talking about sports stuff. And one of the people is Chai Pig. And it actually reveals that Chai Pig won skateboarding awards in Edmonton between like 1976 yeah. and 1980. So he really was a good athlete. That's what do true. You think, what do you think about that clip? He really was an action there, wasn't he, Chai Pig? Yeah, that, that's true. Now that you mentioned that, I do remember that. that I believe he, he had some sponsors and he, he was very, um, he loved skateboarding. Just, if, just I saw an interview just a few years ago with him where he was at a skateboard half pipe and he was talking about his youth. And yeah, I think he skated for a few shops um, in Alberta. And uh, yeah, he loved skateboarding. Uh, that, that clip is pretty strange. Yeah, it's, uh, it's, it's kind of, you wouldn't expect to see Chai Pig on a, uh, Vancouver uh, Sports Channel talking about the Canucks' chances of uh, going all the way. 
Actually, it was the Toronto Sports Network, TSN. It was in Toronto because he was going to play Lee's Palace that night. So he was oh, on like, okay. like a football player and a kickboxer and Michael Lansbury or whatever. They're all together shooting the shit. And at one point, they're talking about Doug Flutie, you know, the quarterback. Doug yeah, Flutie, yeah. You did BC play at one time for the BC Lions, but he went to the USA for a bit to finish off his career. And Chai Pig called him Skin Flutie. Skin, yeah, as they were going to commercial, you can kind of hear it in the background. Skin Flutie. And people can check out that clip on YouTube right now if they want. It's like off the record 1998 with Chai Pig. And there's another comment, Pub 340 Chai. And you saw him there quite a bit, didn't you? Yeah, he was. I, he did a lot of art there as well in, in uh, the last few years. Um, so, yeah, he, he was a fixture there. He, I think he really enjoyed you know, people coming up to him and talking to him and telling stories, that kind of thing. Uh, one, one thing um, I was going to mention, because it's like really a prized possession, is on your show, when we did that Canadian hardcore show, I brought in that seven inch, uh, SNFU seven inch. Um, there were only 500 copies of that made. It's the uh, She's Not on the Menu dunce mix. And uh, it's quite interesting because so many of my stories are wrapped up in these people that, um, Another friend of mine, Dorian, um, he was at that show and he was the one who actually bought a few copies of that seven inch. And he said, um, it was an all ages show. I went to it by myself at the Waterfront Theater. It was 1986, I was 14. The guest band was Organized Chaos. Uh, there was a long lineup outside. Chai Pig came out, uh, put a skateboard down. He had long matted dreadlocks. He had a black leather jacket on. He jumped on his skateboard and he took off. I remember hours later, at one point, when SNFU were playing, I was up front, Chai looked at me, he grabbed a large doll, and cracked me across the face with it. I don't know why. SNFU played great. Uh, they were energetic in those days. Before I left, I bought three things. I bought two of those seven inches, and uh, if you swear, you will catch no fish, a shirt. And he bought that shirt for another friend of mine, whose name was Tim, and it was Tim who I bought all my early punk records from um, because I think he would, buy, he would buy them, he would record them, and then he would sell them. So it's funny how all these different uh, influences on me can all tie together into one thing. And we are talking right now to Roger Allen, and we are celebrating the life of Chai Pig, who sadly passed away a couple days ago at the age of 57. Coming up right now, I'm going to play an interview with Chai Pig from June the 24th, 2005, right before they did a gig at Sealand Hall. It was an all-ages gig with the Doers, the Winks, and You Say Party, We Say Die. Rest in peace, Devin, from that band. And Roger, you also have a couple other SNFU artifacts you wanted to share with the listeners. What exactly do you have there? Yeah, and what you know, in 1990 or so, I I sold off a lot of my records, um, and no one else wanted to play was one of them. But I have managed to keep a few albums, um, like uh, this comp. It came from the pit, which is actually from 1985. It's pretty early, and it has uh, more pitiful me on it, um, which we played right off the top on an Ardor show. Right off the top, and this this album is pretty interesting because it also has a few other Canadian bands on it, like the Raggedy Ants and stretch marks. Um, Winnipeg is another area of Canada. It seems like Vancouver and uh, Ontario are the only provinces that get kind of any mention when it comes to hardcore music, but there were definitely way more bands. Uh, I also have here this flip side comp, which again has uh, SNFU on it. And the song that SNFU has on this album is Heavy Menu. And then also this, this kind of unusual little uh, EP, it's a 10 inch that uh, the ping pong incident, which, uh, oh no, it's just called the ping pong EP. And uh, I'm not really sure. I thought all their album names had seven words and this one doesn't, I'm not sure why. And uh, I wanted to say that guys like Chai Pig are, are amazing because they really, they didn't have a day job. Their, their lives were the music. It, it came through in the music that, that this, this was, uh, this was like sincere. This was like, um, you know, he, he didn't do a lot of like uh, interviews where it was like, I'm putting out this message or whatever. It was like, everything was in the music. And I really loved a lot of the songs because 
in the 80s especially, it was very fashionable that your music would be about global powers and Reaganomics and nuclear war and that kind of thing. And a lot of the songs that SNFU put out, they had uh, stories in them that were like more personal. And then you could, as a listener, relate to them. Um, and uh, for, for that, I just found them to be uh, a, a band that where you kind of began to feel like you sort of knew them. And they were always touring. And uh, yeah, it's, it's, it's really, you know, it really is um, difficult almost for me to just be like that, that kind of signpost of my, my youth and my introduction into this different um, subversive type of music, et cetera, is, is I guess gone. And he also recorded a song which you're going to play right after my interview with Chai Pig from June the 24th, 2005, the song Cement Mixer to All My Beautiful Friends. And that really is a powerful song. And it was just recorded, wasn't it? Yeah, I mean, that's what it looks like. I, I saw that song this morning. It's a, it's a, you know, it's a really powerful portrait of him in the, in the link that I saw in the song itself is uh yeah it's it's uh it's sad but it's also like interesting that he had the foresight to be able to, re to record something like this and, and to say goodbye and i guess that's 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 not sad that's nice and if people are interested they should check out chris walter he wrote a book all about snfu didn't he yeah he did it's i mean it's a great book it details the trials and tribulations of touring alberta and uh, all of the things that go along with being in a punk band. Actually, it's funny, I was in, um, I've been training in Taekwondo for years and my master at Taekwondo, he was a merch guy for SNFU and he toured with them for a few years. <laughs> He's told me a few stories. And Sean Orr from Beetroot in Vancouver also did an article on Chai Pig recently where he profiled Chai and he said that Chai really didn't have too much of a good outlook for his health, did he? Uh, yeah, I remember reading that. That was maybe six or seven months ago, and it, I think it, it caused a lot of uh, people concerned. I saw a lot of comments and that kind of thing through social media because it, it kind of said that, uh, basically it said he didn't have much more time. Anything else you want to add to the people out there, Roger, about Chai Pig? Um, I, I would just say in general, like a, a, a front man in a band, like SNFU, is important because they're a real band. They're, they are from the time when hardcore music was being created. He, he was to his roots till the end. And you have to respect that, I think. Uh, and anything, you know, the earlier albums, um, anything off the early albums, right up into, you know, all of their stuff is great. But I, you know, I absolutely love their early music and I'll listen to it um, for, his, for all my time. So I, it's, I really, uh, I'm going to miss uh, the opportunity, you know, every once in a while seeing those posters up on the, on the polls, SNFU at uh, wherever, you know, it's always sort of sad when, you know, you stop seeing that type of thing. Thank you very much, Roger Allen, for helping us and the Nardwarda Human Serviette radio show celebrate the life of Chai Pig, a true legend of the Canadian and worldwide music scene. Keep on rocking in the free world and do do loop do Chai Pig
Still listening to CITR Radio, FM 102, Cable 102, Vancouver, British Columbia, Canada. And who do we have on the line right now? Yes, can you hear me? Yes, hello, how are you? I am pretty good, how about you? Who are you, please, who are you? I'm Mr. Chad Pig, and I, I was, I come from nowhere. But you found CITR, thank you for finding CITR, Chai Pig, I appreciate that. Oh, no problem. No you, problem. You've been trying for an hour at the wrong number, but finally, we got a hold of you. Yeah, it was meant to be. You know, you know how it is. And you were Chai Pig of SNFU. And Chai Pig, we also played, while waiting for you, some Malibu Kens. All right. The, the, the single, the, I imagine. No, not the single. The track from the It Came From Inner Space compilation album. Oh, what was the name, what was the name of the song you played? Party's over by the Malibu Kens. Oh yeah 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 yeah. I went to high school with the uh, with the Malibu Ken that wrote that song. And who would have? It, it turned out to be Blake Cheetah who became the bass god for Jerry Gary and Sons of Rhythm Orchestra. Were the Malibu Kens also related in some way to Junior Gone Wild? Malibu Kens became Junior Gone Wild later on. Um, uh, Mike McDonald uh, um, was cursed with that name at birth. Uh, Mike McDonald, not to be confused with the, the doobie bro, Mike McDonald. But Mike McDonald is this, was the singer of Malibu Kans, and he called himself Mike Sinatra at the time. And actually, Frank Sinatra's people claimed, or Mike Sinatra claims that Frank Sinatra's people claimed to break his legs if he didn't change his name. So he changed his name. Did you do the cover artwork for the Malibu Ken 7? No, I, I laid out, I laid out their, their poster for them on the inside. Ah, well, I'm glad yeah. you were... And in, in artistic terms, it's sex bag. Well, I'm glad you were able to clarify that because I was saying you did the cover <laughs> art. So I'm so happy that you phoned in again. And again, we're speaking here to Chai Pig from SNFU who are playing tomorrow and night. If you look down in the real corner, I've signed it my real, my real name. What was I thinking back then? That was the Malibu Ken 7-inch as helped put together by Chai Pig of SNFU playing tomorrow night at the Sealand Hall, an all-ager gig. And speaking of bands getting back together, well, actually, you never really left us, did you? Did SNFU ever break up? Uh, we, we took time off. Uh, SNFU doesn't die until I die. So was there ever a last gig? Like, was there ever a last gig? Like, oh, it's well, there over? There was an official last gig, um... In, in August of 89, and that lasted for about two years. And of that August 89 lineup, who is playing tomorrow night at Sealand Hall? Uh, Mr. Chapeg and the original guitar player, Mark Belke. That, that, that's been the genesis of the band the whole time, because uh, Mark writes 80% uh, of the music. So mm. we're the, we're the, uh, we're the uh, Lennon and McCartney. Punk rock. And Chai Pig, next week, the Subhumans, the legendary Vancouver punk band, the Subhumans are getting oh, back together. Oh, I'd love to see that, but I'm going to be out of town, yeah. Now, drumming for them will be John Card. He was an SNFU at one time, wasn't he? Yes, he was on the If You Swear Your Kids, My Fish record, and he toured with us for, he was with us for about a year and a half. Did you ever play with the original Subhumans? Yes, we did. Where was that? Was that in Edmonton? And. Uh, I believe we did a sh uh, show at them in Edmonton, yes. And when did you guys first play Vancouver, British Columbia, Canada, Chai Pig? Uh, to my furthest recollection, it would be 1984 at the New York Theater. And what was the reception like? How did bands from Alberta go over in Vancouver, British Columbia, Canada? Uh, well, because we were SNFU and we had our record out already, it was pretty amazing. It was really good. But other... Jason Priestley with Mohawk... Within the, within the audience. You're sure of that? I'm sure of that because he told me that in a, in a, in a drunken state years later. What did you look like back then, Chai Pig of SNFU? What did you look like back then? I had the shaved back and sides haircut, dyed blonde with dreadlocks, and I would slice it through the air like slicing knife through butter. 
The first time I heard SNFU was, believe it or not, from the It Came From The Pit compilation. I was a bit late. The It Came From The Pit compilation. You were late, Bruma. Released on the Psych Industries record label with the yes. song Poor, Poor, Pitiful Me. Who else has done Poor, Poor, Pitiful Me? Like Linda Ronstadt? What is that originally, Poor, Poor, Pitiful Me? Yeah, uh, it was the Ron Zevon song. Ron Zevon wrote it. And who else has done it? SNFU has done it? I know Linda Ronstadt has done it. Do you know anybody else that has done Poor, Poor, Pitiful Me? Not that I know of, but it's a, it's a, it's a pretty good song. It's a pretty good song, but we, we did it not because of Linda in her roller skates, but because of Warren, because Warren writes great songs. Wrote great songs. I guess he's dead he now, unfortunately. He is dead. He's in the wind. Are you going to be doing Poor, Poor, Pitiful Me tomorrow night at Sealand Hall? That is one of the covers we haven't, uh, we haven't redone. Actually, uh, we'll, we'll, as soon as you will, we'll be playing no cover tunes on Saturday. No cover tunes at all? What cover tunes have you done in past, Chai Pig of SNFU? Uh, uh, Uncontrollable Age um, by Debo, uh, Wild World by Cat Stevens, uh, Poor, Poor, Pitiful Me, uh, Give Me Some Water by Eddie Money, and, uh, oh, can't miss this. Chai Pick of SNFU, another thing that's drilled into my mind has nothing to do with SNFU. It has something to do with your other band, The Wongs. When, <laughs> when did The uh, Wongs form? The Wongs were an entity from uh, 1990 to 1991. One year. One year program. And you played that big, famous gig that happened at the Commodore Ballroom where it was you guys, the Wongs, the Doughboys, Nirvana, and Screaming Trees. And I think I mentioned to you this a little while back that I interviewed the Doughboys that day, and I remember they were pissed off that they had to open for Nirvana that night. What do you remember about that gig, the Wongs, Doughboys, Nirvana, Screaming Trees gig? Uh, I remember it was pretty fun, and uh, we, we, uh, we smoked some weed. Uh, in the back, and um, uh, yeah, the Doughboys, the Doughboys opened, and Screaming Trees headlined, but people started leaving while the Screaming Trees played, and um, uh, there was a, a little uh, a quip of mine on stage. I said, "Stay tuned for the Toilet Trees," as opposed to the Screaming Trees, and uh, Mr. Screaming Tree himself came up to me later and. Uh, and asked me uh, what the hell I was, I was saying, and uh, asked me if it was a joke, and I said, yes, it was a joke. He said, oh, I thought you had a chip on your shoulder, and I said, well, I do, but I have a full bag as well. Ba-boom. What about the Doughboys, do- Chai Pig? The Doughboys, currently residing in the world in now file. Yeah, like that gig, I just will never forget that, them being really mad. They seemed like big Easterners. What do you remember about them? That's like going to roll into town. We're the Doughboys. We have to open yeah, for well, Nirvana. I know, I know those guys, and but you know what? They were huge Nirvana fans, and I think only one of the Doughboys was, was against it, but the other guy was just, uh, uh, and Jonathan, who was, uh, was uh, the, the, uh, the uh, genuine songwriter, uh, of the band, the Paul McCartney of the band, um, he was just uh, enamored with Nirvana. He just was honored to be with them. Well, that's good to hear that it was only yeah. one of them that was that way. And you were Chai yeah. Pig of SNFU playing tomorrow night at Sealand Hall in Vancouver, yeah. British Columbia, Canada, North Vancouver, British Columbia, Canada. However, Chai Pig, <laughs> how many gigs did you play at the LA Olympic with SNFU? That was like a giant Xbox oh, ring. We never played the Olympic. We uh, we played the other place. We played uh, we played Fender's Ballroom, which was uh, which was half the size, but just as violent. I saw a flyer though. It said SNFU at the Olympic. Did that gig not happen? I think it was SNFU. That gig, not, that gig did not happen. You know why that gig did not happen? Because the engine fell out of our van on between Vancouver and Portland. And we went back home. Oh, no. And that was going to be a huge gig, the Dead Kennedys at the Olympic. How big were the Olympic shows at that time? They were like three or 4,000 people, weren't uh, they? Yeah, up there, five, 6,000 people, yep. And the other- actually, we played, we played a, a gig in San Diego once with um, the order of the lineup was this. It was uh, Adrenaline OD, Dane Green, SNFU, and Fear. And there was 3,500 uh, 3, people there. 
and half of them were uh, military goons. I guess I was curious, so Chai Pig, you were mentioning about playing Fenders, did you say? How was it violent back then for the punk rock that was being displayed in uh, Southern California? Well, back then it, back then it was because uh, there was a lot of gangs. So there'd be like uh, 200 members of one gang and 200 members of another gang. So there'd, there'd be like the suicidal gang, as in suicidal tendencies, and then uh, and then uh, the triple F gang, and then uh, the I'm in a gang gang. What did they think of you guys? What did they think of Canadians, SNFU, from Edmonton, Wayne Gretzky? What did they think? Uh, they liked us. SNFU, SNFU at that time was, uh, was the perfect skating soundtrack music. And uh, we were loved and adored, so we never got beaten up. It was good. Chai Pig of SNFU, I saw you also at the No Effects, or sir, should I say the Me First and the Gimme Gimme's gig at Richards on Richards a while back. When did you first meet Fat Mike? Uh, Fat Mike, actually, the first time I met him was at a show uh, way, way back. He came to the, uh, to the Roxy on Hollywood Boulevard and, uh, and uh, told us that Brent Gerwitz, Brent Gerwitz was going to show up and offer us a record deal uh, on Epitaph, which he did. And uh, that was one of the first times I met him, but he phoned me up in a drunken phone call when he was a teenager and wanted uh SNFU to come tour with his with his band, and they were going to supply all the gear um, and travel with us. And I had no idea who the hell they were, and uh, uh, and he was really really drunk. That was Fat Mike. I also saw you at the Queens of the Stone Age gig. What was your connection to the Queens of the Stone Age? Chai Pig of SNFU playing tomorrow night at Sealand Hall. Well, I've known Hutch, their sound man, who did their graphics and everything for about 20, 25 years. And uh, so he introduced me to Josh Homey. And, um, yeah, so we just hung out and uh, ate cheese dip and things like that. And we talked about possibly doing a desert session this year. That would be great to have you on there, Chai Pig. Yes, I think it would it would represent Canada in a good way, yeah. What would you do in the desert session? Would you just sing? Would you play something? Would you provide puppetry? What would you do, Chai Pig? Um, I would, uh, I would, uh, I would uh, do some yoga, yoga workouts. I would uh, um, orchestrate a yoga workout regiment and some singing. And then maybe we'll, we'll play charades later. Chai Pig of SNFU. Desert charades. You're from Edmonton, Alberta. What were yeah. the punk bands on the scene in Edmonton, Alberta? I mentioned the Malibu Kens. I also played the Hot Nasties from Calgary, Alberta. Yeah, they were a bit uppity because one of them, one of them had money, and one of them, uh, and he, uh, he was into culture, painting, and so the people in the punk community hated him. So he was the target of spit. That was the Hot Nasties who we played. What was the first punk band in Edmonton to put out a 7-inch or to put out a release? What was the first punk band in Edmonton? It wasn't SNFU, was it? No. Um, to put out a release? I'm not sure. Um, there were some bands like Joey Dead and the Necrophiliacs or the Deep yeah, Joey, Dead, Joey Dead and the Necrophiliacs were the Malibu Kens, actually. Oh, yeah, now that I now oh thanks for reminding me. Yeah, they were the Mal they were the they were the they were the punk version of the Malibu Kins and then they went Malibu Kins were that were popular. But uh, the Malibu Kins actually released the single. And I think the Malibu Kins were uh uh the not the first to release the single but but Moe Berg was in a band called The Modern Minds and they really and they were great and uh uh he released a single. And that was probably one of the first. That was and there was a band called the Diefenbakers as well, and a band called Legal Limit. How about, that was really good. How about Spider Jones? Do you remember Scenester Spider Jones? Um, Spider, uh, his, uh, his middle name is Yardley, and uh, he's the son of Yardley Jones, the Edmonton, uh, 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 Edmonton son for cartoonist. And he is now the, uh, a contributor to uh Political cartoons. And was he a punker back then? Still is. Bold and proud. Punk for life. Chai Pig, what about Jerry Jerry? Had they put out any vinyl before they moved to Montreal? 
Um, no, it came out just uh, uh, the first record. Oh, yeah, the first record was out uh, before they moved to Montreal. Then they did uh, their uh, what I think was their best record, Battle Hymn of the Apartment in uh, Montreal. Chai Pig, how hard was it to get on BYO, the record label? Like you guys were on BYO, which at the time was pretty happening. How hard was it to get on BYO? Actually, it was pretty easy. Um, uh, we met a bald head dude named uh, Sean Stern, who we called Penis Head. And uh, we uh, made friends with him, and uh, turns out they're from Toronto. Three, uh, three brothers from Toronto. And their father worked on the Amityville horror film, and henceforth they moved to L.A. and became punk rockers. But anyways, they were touring with uh, uh, Social Distortion on the Another State of Mind tour, and we met them then, and uh, they asked us to contribute to a compilation they were making called uh, Something to Believe In, which we did, and and, uh, that song got a good response, Victims of the Womanizer. And so we did a whole record with them, and then that led to another record. And they're still sending you checks to this day? Like you're still on BYO, your back rec catalog? Yeah, I still get I get two checks a year from those people. They're very honest, and uh, and uh, yep, they're they're still the same great people. And Chai Pig, you also set up BYO Canada. How many records did you put out on BYO Canada? Uh, BYO Canada was set up by our manager named Betty. Uh, who now works for Wax Tracks in Chicago. And I think he put out uh, three records. Uh, he put out the first two SNFU records and a Junior Gone Wild record called uh, Less Heart, More Pop. On that, and, that, and that was it. On that Something to Believe in record, was the Unwanted on that record as well? Who were oh, the... Yeah. Who were the unwanted? I noticed that your band, SNFU, who are playing tomorrow night. We're speaking here to Chai Pig from SNFU, playing tomorrow night at Sealand Hall. I noticed that you played a lot of gigs with the unwanted. They're from Winnipeg. What were they like? I don't really hear too much about the unwanted. The unwanted were more like a, they were a political uh, punk band, kind of metal, and they had a, a jock-like singer who were too tight of clothing, much like yourself. Baboom. Baboom. And a baboon... And um, uh, we ended up uh, having their bass player for about six months. And uh, uh, yeah, they were they were a, a pretty good pretty good band. And actually, here's a connection: the um, the singer's little brother Ted uh, was a drummer, and he ended up being the drummer for SNFU for a few years on Better Than a Stick in the Eye album. Chai Pig, being from Edmonton and being the premier band from Edmonton, how much did you play in Edmonton? Did you guys play every single weekend over and over again? Because there's a quote here from the punkhistorycanada.ca site, which is really amazing, punkhistorycanada.ca, thrashing punk band from Edmonton who made it big in the U.S. How many weekends did you waste watching Chai's antics on stage? Did you really play every weekend? Were you guys playing all no, the time? No, we, we didn't play every weekend. We played probably uh, twice a month, twice a month in the city, but we always, uh, we always played around the city. And I also found out that you played a friend of mine's house party. He had a house party. It might have been one of your early gigs. You went there, you played the house party, and then afterwards you had this SNFU stamp, and you stamped it everywhere, and it kind of got him mad that that SNFU stamp was stamped everywhere. Was that common practice? You'd play a gig and then stamp the SNFU stamp everywhere? Yeah, yeah. You have to make your mark in this world. Even if it's with indelible ink. Chai Pig of SNFU, moving on to the 1990s, you were on Epitaph Records during the glory days, weren't you? Like, didn't you guys, oh, yeah. didn't you ship like 75,000 records, like before the records were even in stores, like this, this ship, like they anticipated that. Well, is that true? Like you just shipped quite a few right off the bat? Yeah, we did. What was we, did. We, we shipped them and then we sold them and then they shipped us out the door. Did you do any tours with The Offspring at all, Chai Pig? Did you? Uh, we played uh, one or two uh, shows with The Offspring. I like those guys, yep. Was there any interesting events that happened with them, you know, during the glory days, that era of Epitaph when records were shipping 75,000? 
not really. I I I went in. Uh, I went to meet Devo. Oh, that was cool. Oh, so Epitaph helped you meet Devo. Well, I uh, well yes. The, uh, the drummer for Bad Religion told me that Devo was housed in this lime green building down the street from the Hyatt Riot in um, in L.A. Oh, you so went I, to the Devo warehouse. Yes, and I went there because we had just made a T-shirt. Um, with a, a, a spoof of the first Devo record cover with SNFU and Devo letters, and it said, Are We Not Punk? And it had me instead of a, instead of a Chi-Chi Rivera, it was Chai-Chai Rivera. And, um, and I pretended I was a delivery boy, and I said, Hello, I have, I have a parcel for most mother's bar, please. And they let me in the building. And then once in the building, what happened, Chai? Did you go crazy? I went crazy and uh, and uh, I whipped my pants and I whipped it and I whipped it good and uh, when I whipped it good, uh, Mark Mothersbaugh introduced me to uh, his brother and a couple of the of the band members and he gave me a half hour tour and I walked out with Devo T-shirts and the and the Devo video. Do you still have that stuff? I still have that stuff. And nowadays, Chai Pig, aside from playing tomorrow night at Sealand Hall, and we're speaking here to Chai Pig from SNFU, you're playing really interesting gigs. You played Tofino. Did you play Tofino? I played Tofino, yes. And how was that? It was good. I was wearing a uh, wetsuit, like the guy in living color. You were wearing a wetsuit on stage? Like the guy in living color. Remember living color? I missed that. You, you you don't remember Living Color? Oh, I remember the show. I missed that particular episode, though. Oh. No, 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 no. The band. Oh, the band Living Color. Okay. Yeah, the, were... guy used to wear, the guy used to wear wetsuits on stage. Yes. Did... That was the look. I thought that was spandex. No, it was a bodyguard wetsuit in New York. Because there's a lot of surfing in New York. Well, thanks so much, Chai Pig. Anything else you want to add to the people out there at all? I would like to say... That's about it. All right, Chai Pig, thanks so much, and doot doodaloot do. Rusted and old like me The only place I want to be Is in that cement mixer Just rolling around Dead man about town Dead man about town Mind demented Twisted and turned I like cemented once again I'm at one with the pavement Sad to have to say goodbye At least I finally get to go to sleep But remember, I'll never said never And in that cement mixer I can finally rest my head And in that cement mixer I can finally rest my head And in that cement 
Good to miss you guys. <laughs> 